The Blunt Post with Vic. Good morning, happy Monday, and welcome to The Blunt Post with Vic. I am your host, Vic Jaramie, the editor and publisher of The Blunt Post. The Blunt Post with Vic is a program that covers national, regional, and local headline news, offers analysis and commentary, and I interview members of Congress, local elected officials, and other high-profile public figures. I have a very special show for you today. I have four guests. It's a first. I've had three guests before, but not four, and uh, they're in duos. So the first two guests are the founders of BuyArmenian.com, which is a huge marketplace uh, for Armenian products, and they're giving away two gift items to anyone who pledges uh, $100 or more during this uh, pledge drive for the station, and My second guests are the director and the producer of the acclaimed film, Should the Wind Drop, which is being considered by the Academy Awards for uh, the 2022 Oscars. So stay tuned. Here are a few news headlines from over the weekend and this morning. Uh, Seven central and southern U.S. states are still searching for survivors and surveying the devastation after a series of powerful tornadoes intensified by severe storms ripped across the region, leaving over 100 people dead. Constitutional scholars in the U.S. said a litany of rights from same-sex marriage and sex to birth control and in vitro fertilization could come into question if the country's highest court moves to overrule or weaken Roe v. Wade. The Mississippi case is widely regarded as the most important abortion rights case since Roe v. Wade, when the Supreme Court effectively legalized abortion nationally in 1973. A decision in the Dobbs case is expected June 2022. The city of West Hollywood is moving forward toward creating a reparations program, and it's starting by approving a historical context study that investigates Racist, bigoted, and biased practices in the area. West Hollywood's five-member city council approved the item unanimously, authorizing $100,000 budget for the study. The item, brought forward by Mayor Pro Tem Seppi Shine and council member John Erickson, was created to examine the legacy of racism within the area, including the time prior to West Hollywood's incorporation in 1984. Last week, judges at the International Court of Justice examining Armenian allegations that Azerbaijan breached a convention against racial discrimination on Tuesday ordered Azerbaijan to prevent incitement of racial hatred against Armenians and protect Armenian prisoners of war. Despite the ruling against Azerbaijan, Aliyev's autocratic regime continues to defy the court and continue its campaign of hate, violence, and disinformation against the Armenians. The Blunt Post with Vic. Lilith Belkaryan Odabashian and Dr. Nishan Odabashian are the co-founders of BuyArmenian.com, an online marketplace that brings authentic made-in-Armenia products to the world. BuyArmenian features more than a 1,000 vendors and over 8,000 unique products. 
by Armenian model was chosen to be presented at the United Nations Economic Commission for Europe as a platform model to help small and medium-sized businesses around the world. Good morning, uh, Lilith and Nishan. Thank you for being on The Blunt Post with Vic this morning. How are you today? Good morning, Vic. Good Thank morning. You. We're doing wonderful. Yeah, you have uh, lots happening with uh, all your endeavors and careers and uh, you know your philanthropy and all of that. You are a, Nishan, I'll start with you. You are a dentist and uh, Lilith, you are a homemaker raising three kids. So you have a huge uh, plate. Uh, and on top of that, um, to help out, I'm going to say our motherland, because I too am Armenian-American, Armenia and Artsakh, uh, you founded by Armenian, which is a, a massive marketplace of over a, a thousand vendors for made in Armenia products in, from various industries, gift items, food items, even services and such. Before we begin, and I ask you some specific questions, I you know, I just want to remind our listeners that we are in a fund drive, KPFK's uh, annual holiday fund drive. And uh, anyone who would like to uh, make a donation to KPFK can call 818-985-5735 or go to our website, kpfk.org. As most of you know, KPFK is a commercial free uh, public radio. We don't have sponsors. We don't have a corporate donors or anything like that. So we rely on uh, the support of the public to uh, make programs like the Blunt Post with Vic, as well as uh, over a hundred other programs available to you. And uh, actually today we have a very fantastic uh, incentive. It's a gift pack from uh, the Odabashian from By Armenian, actually, that we're going to get to. So um, let me just start by asking about uh, buyarmenian.com. What led you to create it? How was it created? And what, what does it mean to you? Uh, last year during the war, uh, everyone was boycotting Turkish products and we were all de devastated by what happened and what's happening in the motherland. So I, I was trying to do something. I wanted to do something and being away from the motherland so we were limited we didn't we didn't have much to do so we said instead of focusing on boycotting turkish product let's focus on buy, buying armenian products and then we can try that way to help the armenian community or the, our our brothers and sisters who live there so i opened a facebook page and i asked my friends to join me and support armenian everyone was donating at that time but we said we can donate and donate and donate, but that's not enough. Instead of, like, there's a quote that says that instead of uh, giving fish to someone, you can teach them how to fish and they exactly. have fish for a lifetime. So that's why I decided to create by Armenian. And in the first week we have, I had 10,000 members joining me. It's a, like, it became a mission. And the more it grew, uh, the stronger we got. And then I asked Nushan, I said, Nushan, I need your help. I have a Facebook page that I have over 10,000 members and there's thousands of members wanting to join and I can't, I can't handle it. So he joined me then. 
it was a very easy decision to to join Lilith because she uh, always has uh, great ideas and 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 uh, she's a visionary person. So I tried to help as much as I can, uh, being an endodontist myself. Uh, so I had already a, a busy, successful practice, but uh, this is something that was a little. Uh, it was more than that. It 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 meant it meant a lot more uh, supporting Lilith in her endeavor, but. Even besides that, it was helping uh, our motherland, our small and medium-sized businesses. As you know, in 2020, COVID had hit pretty hard. Uh, Armenia is a country where tourism is a very big industry, and that was basically dead in 2020. Plus, the war even did uh, a lot more damage as far as the economy was concerned. And we, not, we, we wanted to concentrate on the economic aspect of what we are doing. We tried to stay away from the uh, from the political uh, aspect, but but we wanted to help uh, not the not the country in the sense that we are helping the government. We are trying. We were trying to help the person that was trying to put food on the table, the person that was uh, needed to take care of their children and and their and their household. So this this uh, project and this mission became a forefront and, and center in our, in our family. And that's fantastic because, you know, you say trying to help people you have, with a, a thousand plus vendors, that's over a thousand individuals or founders of their respective retail stores or companies or whatnot. But then they have staff and that family and that friend. So you're literally helping 10,000, 20,000 or more people just on employment front manufacturing and it has a trickle you know trickle down effect and i love what uh, lilith said about the fishing and uh, just teaching people uh, how to fish rather than just handing fish over to them and not sort of just being in the problem because i think what you did was you didn't you didn't sit in the problem but you actually created a solution and on came uh, by Armenian.com. And for those that have never been to Armenia or perhaps are not familiar with products from Armenia, it's eye-opening, even for me as an Armenian American, having gone to Armenia for the first time as an adult in 2018, I was just uh, really dumbfounded by um, so many just different uh, types of products that were available from clothing to arts and crafts, to food, to just incredible things. So check it out at uh, buyarmenian.com. And, uh, and for our pledge drive, the, the very generous Odabashians have uh, gifted us uh, a limited number of masks. Uh, they're really, um, really nice masks. I've actually worn one and uh, mouse pads that are, that has the, 2022 calendar on it. I don't have a sample of the, the mouse pad uh, anywhere. However, if you go to my Twitter account, which is uh, at vicjarami.com, my profile picture has me with wearing the mask. So if you want to see what it looks like. And so this is the cool thing. Anyone that pledges uh, $100 or more will get both of them, both the mask as well as the mouse pad that has a calendar on it for 2022 readily available in front of you. Um, so if you, if you'd like to make a pledge hundred dollars or more and get the buyarmenian.com sort of a duo pack, uh, call, uh, 818-985-5735 or go to kpfk.org. 
again, kpfk.org is the best way, and you can use your credit card to uh, make that pledge. Vic, can I just make a, a, an interjection here? Why don't we start off the the, the pledge drive uh, with Buy Armenia making a, a $500 pledge to KPFK? Oh, wow. That's incredible. Uh, so just just to get things going, and we know what you're doing here is is really... Uh, really incredible, and we are uh, we are uh, Lilith and I as a, as a family. Uh, we think that helping uh, where the need is most is very important to us, and so uh, we're we're pledging the five hundred dollars uh, to your to your that's campaign. that's fantastic. Thank you, very generous. As already, you had donated <clears throat> all these products that cost the station. Uh, nothing, and uh, we get to present it to our to our uh, listeners, to those who have uh, for years um, sponsored and uh, uh, have kept the station alive for over sixty years. A station that has the strongest signal west of the Mississippi, a station that reaches over eighteen million households in Southern California, from Santa Barbara to San Diego. So, uh, Urabashian's pledging five hundred dollars on top of all the products. Uh, we are uh, very grateful for that. So, um, anyone listening, all of you, uh, we appreciate you going to kpfk.org and making your pledge and requesting to get the the buyarmenian.com mask, as well as the mouse pad that has the 2022 calendar on it. Uh, so let me ask you this, um, Howard, you know, it's, it's holiday season and I'm sure you guys are like just overwhelmed like any department store would be because you're essentially an online department store, but just a really big one. Yes, uh, uh, actually, it started off uh, in uh, beginning of uh, November, uh, where we made a pledge to uh, have all the shipments to our clients before Christmas, if the if the uh, orders were uh, put in uh, uh, by December first, because of the global um, uh, supply chain uh, issue that everybody is aware of. Uh, there were some delays in the shipping, but we've got we got all the all the orders in, and we have put all of those uh, into the local shipping. Uh, we were working on it this last week. We got over three tons of uh, of supplies, products from Armenia. Just this week. Uh, just this week, and imagine uh, it was very hectic, as you say. We do have uh, we do have a, a support team that supports us and help us. Obviously, this is not something that two people can do on their own, especially with a full time mother and a full time <laughs> endodontist. Uh, but uh, we were able to uh, to get it done, and and we want to thank all the all the people who support who supported us uh, and the, uh, the Armenian businesses by putting in their orders. Some will be getting those surprises uh, next week because some of them are on the east coast of, of the United States. Uh, we also ship to Canada, Australia, uh, Europe. So it's a, it's a global thing. Um, Indeed. Lil- Lilith will, will, make, uh, uh, will, will say something about what about those people who have not put in those, uh, those uh, shipments by uh, the That's order. That's a good question. By, yes, by please. We don't want to lose those people because... You know the the people are still counting on them, 
They can buy buy Armenian.com gift card and gift it to someone so they can choose whatever they want. We we have over 8,000 products on there, so they can choose Absolutely. I personally recommend dried fruit. You know, I'm a huge dried fruit sort of addict. I can't eat, you know, enough of them. Uh, you know, you have such a great variety of them on there. Uh, I don't drink uh, alcohol, but for those that do, um, Armenian uh, brandy is, of, of course, world famous uh, and, uh, you know, so famous that a few French companies have come and bought some of the Armenian companies. Uh, and uh, But also wine. The wine industry Armenia has grown and uh, has taken its own rightful place on the world market. So those are some of the things that uh, you can try, but there are so many others. So I'd like to hear a few suggestions from you. I want to say that the dried fruit in Armenia, there's no sugar, no preservative. It's, exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah it's natural. So natural. Uh, uh, dried under the sun, and it, it's not it's not dried in in ovens or so. We have we have several several organic uh, organic food with certified certification from the European Union uh, body that does the organic certification. We have a specific section for organic uh, foods and uh, they cannot be listed in that section unless they have that certification. So that's something people can be uh, can be sure about that they are getting uh, certified organic uh, foods. Uh, honey, we have honey that it's very, very popular. Yes, and, and honey is, is uh, from different uh, regions of Armenia. Uh, depending on the flower of the area, that's, that's presented. Uh, ex- exceptional oils uh, that, uh, that have health benefits. Uh, teas. Teas, uh, different kinds of organic teas and, and different herbal teas from uh, naturally and wild uh, growing flowers. No, no, uh, no additives or chemicals uh, that are in there. We have Artsakh carpet that was in Shushu. Yes. So they they lost the company. They lost, uh, and they moved to another location. Now they have over eighty employees that they're working. So we're trying to support them as much as possible, just to keep providing income, not only by selling the carpet, by by providing the. And they're so beautiful. I mean, Artsakh carpets are so unique. They're very unique. They're handwoven. And uh, And the tradition tradition continues from hundreds of years back, uh, 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 taught to uh, newer generations from the the older ones. And surprisingly, we have chocolates that taste amazing, made with pure cocoa. Uh, we have few companies that I was surprised. Uh, it was. Uh... We've had uh, chocolate connoisseurs and buyers taste the chocolate, and they could not believe that it was from Armenia. Yes. So really, uh, one thing you mentioned at the outset is when you went in 2018, you were surprised and and uh, dumbfounded by the uh, by the amount and the quality, and that's exactly what we found as well. Being in uh, after we uh, got into the buyarmenian.com and we visited Armenia in, in July of two, uh, in 2021, just, just this past July, uh, to promote buyarmenian.com. And uh, the, ima- the quality of the products is, is amazing. It's, it, it can compete with, with any other. The problem is that they have zero marketing. No one 
outside of Armenia knows about them at a fraction of the cost. If, if anyone, Except for the French. The French know, right? <laughs> uh, if anyone uh, visits visits the uh, visits the website, check out the the scarves that are on there. Beautiful designs, hand painted on silk and satin. Wonderful, and and the pricing, you can buy five scarves for the price of what you would pay at a at, at a similar mm-hmm. quality uh, product that has that spends millions and millions on marketing. It's so interesting that you said scars because when I was in Armenia this last time, which was in October, I went to the Terayan Cultural Center, where a lot of um, a lot of people, mostly women, uh, they go there and they make these scarves. And I saw it. I saw the entire process of these just incredibly beautiful uh, silk scarves. They designed it. They patterned it in the colors, um, and it was. It was incredibly affordable. It was a it was a shock. In fact, when I was there, uh, I forget where he was from. But there was a gentleman from a European country that was uh, that come in to buy a lot of them. I think it was like a wholesale thing that was happening. So yeah, it's I've seen it firsthand how it's made at the Terayan, or at least that's one of the places that's made Terayan Cultural Center in uh, Yerevan that I was in. So um, those of you listening, uh, this just remember we are in a pledge drive, uh, KPFK. We rely on you to support the station, the programming brought to you commercial free without pressure of corporations pushing Chevron and Shell and uh, Coca-Cola on you. And uh, because of that, we rely on our listeners to help us um, keep KPFK going and thriving and the Odabashians have generously uh, donated not only $500 um, to the pledge drive, but as well uh, two types of gifts, which are it's a mask and as well as a mouse pad that has the 2022 calendar on it. So if you were to uh, pledge $100 or more, you would get both of them. So uh, go to kpfk.org and uh, make your pledge. And there are a limited number, so available. So just uh, do it as soon as you can before we run out. Lilith and Nishan, uh, before we go, is there anything you'd like to add? Perhaps uh, some a question I didn't ask you? Uh, one thing that uh, we both uh, would like to say is thank you to, uh, to Vic. Have us uh, be on your show. I hope that uh, the listeners donate uh, uh, as much as they can for for your uh, pledge drive. KPFK has been, you know, I used to listen to it uh, since I was uh, a young young man going to UCLA on, our, on, on my way drive, I would listen to it. And so it's been there, like you said, for a long, long time. And it's helped a lot of people uh, in so many ways getting the getting the news as as it is. So thank you for that. No, it's me. We should thank both of you. You know, totally appreciate. I know how busy you are you right now. Once again, uh, yeah, my sincerest uh, um, gratitude for everything you've done, everything you do for so many people, and as well as uh, your donation to KPFK. Because because of you, people are going to call in and make a donation to get the the mask as well as uh, as the the, the mouse pad. Yeah. Uh, Lily, did you want to add something? I just wanted to say thank you for giving us the opportunity to share about our mission to help. That was my interview with the dynamic duo Lilith and Nishan Odabashian, who are the co-founders of buyarmenian.com, a massive marketplace that brings 
authentic Armenian products to masses around the world. If you'd like to to get the mask and the mouse pad, uh, please go to kpfk.org and make a pledge of $100 or more, and you will receive both of those um, as a as a gift for your pledge uh, to help KPFK uh, with our programming and to uh, to stay around and to thrive. Uh, so thank you, thank you for all of you who are making pledges, as well as to um, Lilith and Nishan uh, Odabashian for being on the Blunt Post with Vic. The Blunt Post with Vic. Artist and filmmaker Nora Martirosyan studied at the Academy of Fine Arts in her native Armenia and received her advanced degrees in the Netherlands and France. A teacher by trade, she has successfully transitioned to directing and has received numerous awards in international film festivals. Her first feature film, Should the Wind Drop, was a project dear to her heart and was supported by the Cinema Foundation workshop at the Cannes Film Festival. Should the Wind Drop is the first Armenian film selected for the official selection of the Cannes Film Festival since 1965. The producer, uh, having worked for Orange in New York and Paris for 10 years and for several world globalist social forums, Julie Paratian created Sister Productions with emphasis on an international feminist and militant approach. Based in Bordeaux, Sister has a rich experience in international co-productions. Sister Productions has produced around 30 documentaries and fiction films featured in major festivals. Good morning, uh, Nora and Julie. Thank you for being on The Blunt Post uh, with Vic this morning. How are you? Hello, thank you for inviting us. So I'm Nora and happy to be with you today. Yes, I'm Julie. Thank you for having us also. I'm very happy. Well, it's uh, it's a pleasure to have you. I watched your fantastic film, Should the Wind Drop, uh, which is um, about, well, first let's say congratulations on, on its immense success. It's on the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, a short list for the Oscars this year. Um, I get their press releases, so when I saw it, I was I was very happy for you, and it's it's done other great um, things as well. So, just just talk about that. How has this journey been? Before we get into details, how this journey since the film came out been? We'll start with you, Nora. Uh, so, uh, well, I am Armenian originally from uh, Soviet Armenia and living in France since uh, more than 20 years. And I went to Artsakh uh, for the first time in 2009. And uh, I discovered this uh, paradoxical country, a state which has all the attributes of a real state with a parliament and president and constitution and roads and cities and villages. But when you look at the Google Earth, this place doesn't have any um, administrative uh, existence. So being very impressed by this paradox, I wondered what kind of a story can tell uh, in the most close way 
the dilemma of this country and what kind of story can tell this population with their hopes and fears. And then the long journey started with uh, writing the film and looking for a producer. And it took uh, 11 years uh, before the film was made. Wow. Now that is a, that is a quite a journey. Julie, um, talk a little bit about, we'll go back and talk about the, the process of making the film and all of that. But, you know, the film has uh, gotten a lot of accolades and audiences love it. What has this journey of this journey since the opening or since the premiere, if you will, been like? Well, I would say it has been uh, both uh, fantastic and and at the same time full of uh, events that uh, we would have liked to, uh, I mean, at least events that uh, we were, we would not have been able to, uh, to predict. Of course, events due to um, the situation in Armenia, we were confronted with uh, the war happening in Artsakh just the day after we did our premiere in France. It was quite crazy for us to uh, to have our film really uh, be connected to, to what was happening in, uh, in Armenia. Uh, we also had to be confronted to the pandemic, like any of our fellows everywhere in the world. Yeah. And I would say that uh, the journey of this film is... Uh, is amazing. We're going ups and downs, uh, but we are never surrendering. We we are very happy where we are, and we are very proud to uh, follow up with the Oscar campaign. Although we are uh, the, maybe one of the smallest uh, films in the race, we are as happy as anybody else. I think to be to be part of it. Fantastic. If you are just tuning in, this is The Blunt Post with Vic on KPFK 90.7 FM. Uh, I am your host, Vic Jarami, and I am speaking with uh, Nora Martirosian and Julie Paratian. They are the director and producer of the acclaimed film, Should the Wind Drop, which is on Oscar's shortlist. Check it out. The film is about Artsakh or commonly known as Nagorno-Karabakh in Armenia. And uh, yeah, we were just talking about the film and their journey, producing it, releasing it, and now they're uh, in the middle of awards season. So let's go back um, with you, uh, Nora. This film was made prior to the September 27, 2020 uh, genocidal attack and ethnic cleansing that Azerbaijan and Turkey unleashed on the Armenians of Artsakh. At the time, dynamics were much different. What was it like being there and making this film at that time? Uh, for everybody who have been to Artsakh during this last, let's say, 10, 15 years, I think everybody would admit that it was like a small paradise placed on a volcano. So that's how the film is. And that's what I was shooting. I was shooting an extremely friendly and uh, welcoming and uh, um, uh, country with the population rooted in the land, rooted in its culture. Uh, and uh, all this was 
placed on the volcano. And at any moment we would, we knew that the war would start. Nobody would imagine that the uh, issue of the war would be that tragical and that terrifying. But um, the threat of the war was all the time present during all my trips to Karabakh. So uh, we were speaking with Julie about this uh, after the war um, burst out. Uh, in fact, in Karabakh, you can make 100 different kind of films. You can make love stories. You can make uh, a story about, well, you can make all kinds of stories. <laughs> and uh, we chose to make a film about the borders, about the dream of independence, about the desire to fly from the airport and the impossibility to do so. So this is very important for us that even today, the film sounds very contemporary because in some way we didn't lie considering the situation that uh, happened uh, later on. Yeah, and I think it's probably even more relevant now because nothing has changed, it's just gotten worse. I was really intrigued by your choice of doing the film around the airport. It's so symbolic and has so many different meanings and layers. How did you make the choice to really like center this film around uh, the airport and yet tell the story of people wanting to live autonomously, independently with freedom? <clears throat> In fact, uh, I knew that I wanted to make a story about Karabakh, I wanted to make a film that would touch in some sense the essence of uh, this country that I understood in my way. And when for the first time I saw this uh, really existing airport, which is not far from Stepanakert, uh, and the first time I saw the airport, it was ready to function already since five years but no plane would arrive or depart from this airport because of the political situation. And uh, But anyway, there were around uh, 40, 50 employers coming every morning to the airport, a not functioning airport. And in some sense, I thought this is a, such a beautiful symbol of believing so much, so strongly in this idea to, you know, to have the right to fly, to have the right to be recognized that I thought the airport, the symbolic of the airport, the openness to the world that this country is uh, drastically missing, it is translated in the whole symbol of the airport. And starting from this idea, uh, I started writing the narration that would bring the viewer through the airport to the country. So that's why we have this protagonist, the main character, an international auditor of uh, international airports arriving from France to green light the not yet opened uh, airport of Stepanakert, the capital of non-recognized republic. Yeah, I really like that. And it's, again, it's so apropos that the auditor would be French um, and yet, you know, he's not, you know, he's very pragmatic and he's very uh, practical. He, I think in his heart, you see that he wants to green light the airport, but he still has to follow the rules. And uh, it's apropos because, you know, France has been uh, the leading nation in the world. Um, it's sad to say, because I live in the U.S., that has really um, stood up and uh, told the truth and stood up to Azerbaijan and Turkey and uh, uh, made some sort of a noise 
uh, in this sort of deafening silence of the international community. So I thought that was, this um, is the blunt that was really Vic neat. This is the Blunt on KPFK 90.7 FM. I am your host, Vic Jurami, and you're listening to my interview with Nora Martirosian and Julie Paratian, director and producer of the acclaimed film, Should the Wind Drop? Julie, as a producer, what were some of the challenges that you faced, if any, through this process? Well, I guess the, the, the first challenges that I faced were to finance the first film, a film that was uh, mostly artistic, that didn't only speak about uh, poverty or about uh, you know maybe the the misery that some people want want to see in this area, mm-hmm. uh, a film that was trying to invent a language in itself to speak about this country. Uh, so the, the the first challenge was really uh, how about uh, you know the artistic elements in the film and uh, how we could impose uh, Nora's viewpoint on uh, on on Artsakh and uh, on cinema. And I think uh, the challenge was also uh, an opportunity because I think today people want to see films that have an originality that are also trying to speak uh, with a universal viewpoint about specific places. So I think Artsakh in this, uh, on this point was really uh, a very, very interesting place to, to shoot because we could tell a very strong story out of, of a very small place. And this is why I think we were pretty successful at the end with the financing and uh, with our partners. Uh, we were fully financed in France. We were very happily financed in, uh, in Armenia and also in Belgium. And finally, we received uh, the stamp from Eurimage, which is the European platform for author films. And finally, we, we were, you know, in Cannes, in the official selection, and then we traveled the world with the film. So I think finally, um, the challenge was also a chance for us. Yeah, and it's worth it at the end, even though you're exhausted. Right. <laughs> yeah, but we still have some energy. <laughs> good, good. There's, there's, a, there's good things to come still. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, this is the Blunt Post with Vic on KPFK ninety point seven FM. I am your host, Vic Jurami, and I'm uh, speaking with two uh, French Armenian filmmakers, Nora Martirosian, uh, director, and uh, Julie Parat. Uh, <laughs> Paratian, who is the producer of the the acclaimed film Should the Wind Drop, um, which has been uh, going through the awards slate and doing really well and is now uh, shortlisted for the Oscars coming up uh, early next year. Uh, It's about the um, it's about Artsakh, uh, also known as Nagorno-Karabakh. It's a it's a beautiful um, story within the landscape of Artsakh, Nagorno-Karabakh, prior to last year's attack by Azerbaijan and Turkey, uh, which slaughtered uh, 5,000 Armenians within 44 days. Let's go back to you, Nora. Uh, I want to sort of hear, I'm sure when you were 
um, making this film, you didn't imagine that you know there'd be this this kind of a, a huge scale attack, um, and the nation that you'd gone to back and forth to make this film, uh, so much of it would change. How has that changed the way this film is presented for you as the filmmaker, as well as received in your perception? As Julie told, uh, the war started the next day after premiere. So in fact, we lived the promotion of the film parallelly to the war. And every evening we were presenting the film to different audiences. And during the day, as all the Armenians in the world, we are like uh, glued to our telephones. And uh, we could see the images, which were my locations, which were locations of the film. They were also locations that we changed for the film. And now they were in the medias, they were in the news. And we saw from distance, because we were in France, how the geography and how the borders of this country that we loved so much and we filmed with such with so much love was uh, changing was muting when the ceasefire was signed it was still very very difficult to speak about the film because the film changed its essence it's uh, under my understanding of the film changed but what i find extremely important that today um, should the wind drop represents an archive, an archive of uh, Artsakh during the time of the ceasefire. Uh, it is an archive of Armenian Artsakh that the international community doesn't want to see and Azerbaijan tries to deny. Mm -hmm. So I think politically it's a very important uh, proof. Yes, absolutely. A absolutely. I think... Um... It's definitely an archive material for, for educators, for journalists, uh, and hopefully politicians who will stop their both-sidedism and their false balance and really pay attention to what happened and how things were. Uh, I'll go back to you, Julie. I'm kind of curious. I can, you know, the, the lead actor obviously is French, and you guys probably cast him in France. But I'm interested in how you found uh, the the boy and also the the airport official, the Armenian man who also speaks French. Was he cast in France and brought brought to Artsakh for filming? No, I don't know if Nora wants to uh, wants to answer this question. But what I can say is that for both Nora and myself, it was very important to do this film as a real co-production, meaning as a real partnership with Armenia. So for us, what was Armenian had to be Armenian. What was French had to be French, but we had to collaborate. So of course the French, the French guy is French. I mean, right. as you can tell when you see the film, but uh, all the Armenian, all the actors featuring uh, characters who live in Armenia are either Armenian or Artsayot, uh, people from Artsakh. And uh, we found, you know, incredible, incredible actors uh, there. For instance, the airport director is actually a very famous teacher in uh, in theater, and is also uh, an actor, of course. And uh, he didn't speak any word of French, but just for the film, just for Nora, he learned his part by heart. Wow. And he was able. He was, you know, even though we were thinking of other people who who might have 
talked better in French. He was just the the most moving and the the the, the most perfect actor for that. But you know, he was it's very uh, impressive. Yeah, and he's very impressive even in French. And um, regarding, for instance, Serran, who is the guy who plays uh, the the driver of uh, Alain, the French editor, we were thinking of someone who could also speak French, but he was so amazing, uh, so funny, so his presence was great that we decided to change the play and to make it uh, a play in, um, in a part in uh, in in English. And the, the little boy, it was a, a big story. Um, Nora and uh, a casting director in Artsakh uh, looked everywhere in all schools in, Ar- in Artsakh till we found our Edgar. And uh, wow. there were... F- five shortlisted and uh, Nora decided to keep all of them in the in the film so we have we have the five possible Edgars who play the five little boys other boys oh that's great that's fantastic so obviously the Oscar is the big night and I don't even know usually it's late February early March but you know with COVID things are changing all the time and you still have some uh some ways to go uh, I want you to, before we leave, I want you to um, tell people who are listening how to watch the film, where to watch the film, uh, and what's next. Nora, do you want to tackle that? I think it's a job of the producer to speak about those things. Whoever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the film is actually at the Golden Globes and at the Oscar. So it's available for all votants for these two uh, award ceremonies. The ceremony will take place on March 27th for the Oscars, but we hope we will be able to come to Los Angeles and maybe to New York City and other cities in the US if we are pre-selected in the 15 nominees for the the Oscar for the the best um, foreign film. So we'll know uh, on December 21st. Oh, fantastic. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. And how about people who want to watch it? Where can they watch the film now? They can watch the film in VOD on VOD uh, right now in France. And actually, we are organizing an online screening tomorrow. So if some people want to watch it, they can exceptionally write to you. I'm sure there's an email address on your website. And we will be happy to open uh, some very exclusive uh, screening links uh, tomorrow, which is the the exclusive uh, uh, online screening that we we are organizing. Oh, okay. That's that's really neat for us to have that. I appreciate it. But um, aside from that, it's not available uh, on any of the streaming platforms yet, correct? Not yet in the U.S., Okay. Yeah, okay. we, we are still looking for a distributor in the U.S. So if any of your uh, fans are interested to uh, put us in contact, it would be uh, it would be great. We are talking to different people right now uh, and waiting for some good news. All right, industry people listening, you know what to do. <laughs> uh, is there anything you'd like to add before we uh, we say goodbye? Any question I should have asked you? I'm very happy that uh, we can speak about Armenia and Artsakh through the culture and not necessarily only through the politics. So thank you very much for the invitation uh, to us. And I hope that the film will reach United States very soon. 
I hope so too. Um, I'm very happy. I love the film. And um, Julie, do you have any parting words? I wish that we will be very successful in the future of this film and that uh, somehow we will uh, help Artsakh and Armenia to be, to be known better in the U.S. Yes, absolutely. I think you've done an incredible job. And, uh, you know, if you make it to the West Coast, hopefully we'll meet up. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hopefully we'll chat thank again you. soon. And uh, good luck to you, as they say in the U.S., break a leg. That was my interview you, with uh, the acclaimed director and producer of the film that's hopefully going to win the Oscar called uh, Should the Wind Drop. Uh, my interview was with the uh, director, Nora Martirosian, and producer, Julie Paratian, who made this beautiful, um, very, very beautiful and raw film um, that is on the Academy Awards list uh, for international films. So um, I'd like to thank both of them um, for being on The Blunt Post with Vic uh, as both live in France. So thank you for your time, uh, Nora and uh, Julie. I appreciate it very much. Before we go, I'd like to thank my producer, Ricky Herrera, without whom this show would not be possible. And KPFK, the station that brings you unfiltered and commercial-free news, opinion, and hopefully some inspiration. Thank you for joining me today on The Blunt Post with Vic. Tune in next Monday at 6 a.m. for another episode. For more information, please visit thebluntpost.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Vic Jarami, at V-I-C-G-E-R-A-M-I. Thank you. Blunt Post with Vic.